Hello, and welcome to our Celts Language Weeks podcast. In this third episode, I'm going to talk about accommodation in Edinburgh and around Scotland. Where will you and your group of students stay whilst you are here? What types of accommodation are available? Which accommodation is cheapest? Which accommodation is easiest? Which type of accommodation is best for you and your group? And of course, how we at Celts can help you. Improve your students' English with Celts from coolscot-tours.com Listen, learn about bringing your school groups to Scotland on a language week and discover Scotland's warmth with your host, David McCarthy. This will not be the most exciting of topics, I'm afraid, but I'll try to make it interesting nonetheless. Where will you and your group of students stay when they come to Scotland? What types of accommodation are available to you? There are, of course, three main options. Host families, youth hostels and hotels. And we'll start by talking about the options in Edinburgh and then move on to options if you travel further afield in Scotland. The choice for students really lies between staying in host families or staying in a youth hostel. Hotels are not really an option because most hotels will not let students under the age of 18 stay in a room by themselves and of course it tends to be too expensive. There are four main options for teachers. You could choose to stay in a bed and breakfast known as a B&B You might choose to stay in an Airbnb, where you rent a room in someone's house or possibly rent a whole flat or apartment for you and your colleagues. A third option would be to stay in a small hotel. And finally, of course, you might want to stay in host families. We have found that most teachers prefer to stay in a central B&B in the city and allow this to be organised by their language travel agency Very occasionally, they would organise it themselves. You might expect to pay 65 to 75 pounds per night per person, depending on the time of year you come to Edinburgh. If you choose to stay in a small hotel, there are a number of these close to the city centre. Examples would be Premier Inn, Travel Lodge, or Motel One, just off Princess Street. There are others, of course. Again, you may allow your language travel agency to organise this or you may wish to book it yourself. Expect to pay slightly more, perhaps £75 to £95 per person per night, depending on the time of year. Finally, you may wish to stay in host families. This tends to be the cheapest option, despite there being a supplementary charge for single rooms. When teachers have wanted to stay in host families, we've found they want to be in the same family together with a colleague or colleagues, and they want to have a single room to themselves. This does tend to cause some difficulties because there are not that many host families that would have two or three single rooms available for you and your colleagues. As a result of this, it can be more difficult 
to find a suitable host family for teachers. Please also be aware that most host families are not situated close to the city centre and therefore you would have to travel in and out of the city centre as well. Let's now explore accommodation options for your students, starting with host families. This is the cheapest option, but not necessarily the easiest option. However, it would give your students possibly a once in a lifetime opportunity to stay with a Scottish family and experience Scottish culture directly. It also gives them an opportunity to speak English within the family. And as a result of this, Staying with host families is the choice made by most groups. There can, however, be one or two disadvantages of staying with host families, and I'm going to explore these one by one. The first is that most host families are not situated close to the city centre. The reason for this is that accommodation close to the city centre tends to be very expensive. So your students would need to expect to have to travel, usually on the bus, from the city centre to the host family and vice versa. Most host families are situated somewhere between a 15 minute and half an hour bus journey at a normal time of the day. These timings can increase slightly during the rush hour. The next thing to mention is that host families typically will not all be found in the same area. In fact, for any one group, it would be quite common that the host families are situated in a geographically diverse manner all over the city. Some groups of students have seen this as a disadvantage because it means they are not close to their friends. If it would be important for you that all your students stayed in roughly the same area of Edinburgh, then please contact us a long time in advance and we'll do our best. However, we cannot guarantee this. A third thing to mention is the diversity of our host families. Some families live in quite large homes. Some live in much smaller homes, possibly even a small flat or apartment. We have occasionally had one or two students complain because they're staying in a small host family house and their friends are staying in a large house. The student's complaint seems to be we're paying the same amount of money, we should be in a larger house. They complain that this is unfair. Unfortunately, this is not the way that things work, and whichever host family you get allocated to, whether it's a small house or a large house, is what we call luck of the draw. It is important to remember that families host students for different reasons. In the past, it would nearly always be because they valued the cultural exchange with people from another country. These days, it is much more common that families host purely to get some additional income. It is also important to remember that the United Kingdom is ethnically diverse. Since the 1960s, we have had many immigrants from different countries, particularly from Commonwealth countries, coming to live in the UK and generations of their family have now grown up as UK citizens. Within Edinburgh, host families can be a microcosm of this.
When staying in Scottish host families, your students will have some different experiences to what it's like living in their own home. So I'm going to talk about one or two of the more common ones. The first is that homes in Scotland in particular tend to be smaller than many homes where your students might live, especially if you're coming from a European country. Smaller houses, smaller rooms. The second thing we need to talk about is heating, or more specifically, the lack of heating. It costs quite a lot of money to heat houses in the UK and in Scotland in particular when it's fairly cold. As a result of this, many people will only put their heating on twice a day. Once in the morning from the time they get up, say seven o'clock in the morning, until they leave the house, possibly 8.30 to go to work. And then they will put it on a second time, maybe about six o'clock in the evening for when they get home until about maybe 8, 8.30 in the evening, just to keep the house warm whilst they're there and before they go to bed. If it gets particularly cold, many people who live in Scotland will wear warmer clothes inside the house rather than pay to put the heating on. So your students need to be prepared to wear warmer clothes inside the house than they might normally do when at home. We also need to talk about the wearing of shoes within the house. We have found that many students coming from their own country are used to taking the shoes off on arrival in a house. Some Scottish families will ask you to do this. Other Scottish families will just say, if as long as you wipe your shoes on the mat, that will be fine and they're quite happy for you to wear the shoes within the house. Because, of course, the heating is not on all the time, many Scottish families will wear slippers when they are around the house. However, they do not carry spare slippers to give to guests. This, again, might be different to what your students are used to in their own country. Many students coming to Edinburgh are coming from European countries where they are further south and the temperature is much warmer. In Scotland, we have a relatively damp and relatively cold climate by comparison. One of the results of this is that in our bathrooms, if you do not wipe the tiles after you have had a shower, eventually the water that just remains on the tiles will begin to turn slightly black. And it is very, very common in the vast majority of houses throughout Scotland that you will see some slight black elements in what we call the grouting between the tiles. This small growth of mould is there because of Scotland's damp climate and because most people do not take the time and trouble to wipe down the tiles after every occasion they have had a shower. It causes no problems, but it is a difference between living in Scotland and living in a warmer country. There will also be differences between the food eaten in Scotland and the food eaten by you and your students back home in your own country. I'm going to be talking about food in a separate episode. However, at this point, I'd just like to mention mealtimes. It's quite possible in your country that your students 
might be used to sitting down to have meals with the rest of their family. In Scotland, we do not necessarily all sit down round a table for a family mealtime. In fact, many people will have their meal on their lap in front of the television and there will be precious little in the way of conversation. Having said that, many host families will be quite happy to sit with your students at mealtime and have conversation. If it is not happening, we recommend that your students talk to the family and ask if they wouldn't mind doing that. If your students go out for the evening, generally there will be a time that they are expected to be back by. A curfew, in other words. Typically, this might be 10pm, it might be 10.30pm, and this particular curfew time can be agreed by you as the teachers with us in advance. Some students will find they are given a key to the host family house. Others will find they do not get a key. Some host families will set rules which inevitably will be different and perhaps stricter than rules in other host family houses. Again, we have found that some students may not be happy if they do not get given a key, but their friend does. We have found that some students may not be happy if the rules in one host family house are more relaxed than the rules in another. Generally, we have found it is better when teachers speak to their students before they travel to Scotland to discuss these things. One or two students, particularly the older ones, have occasionally objected to the rules that a host family sets and they try and treat a host family like it's a hotel. We find it is important for these students that we remind them it is a cultural experience and life's not always fair. At the end of the day, it's only one week of their life. In contrast to a number of traditional language schools who tend to work directly with host families, we work with host family agencies, and this has a number of advantages for you. The first is that the supply of host families throughout Edinburgh is limited. And for those families that deal direct with language schools, they have a tendency to sell their rooms to the highest bidder. The result of this often means there are last minute cancellations by host families who've been persuaded to take students from a different language school simply because that school will pay a little bit more money to the family. With us, we work with host family agencies and the agencies tend to have a better relationship with the families and we experience a much lower level of last-minute cancellations. A second advantage of us working with an agency is that if there do happen to be any difficulties, the agency will work with the host family to solve the problem. With one or two other language schools, it would not be uncommon that you as the teacher would have to deal direct with the host family. This, of course, can be more difficult. If there are any issues that the agency needs to solve, then, of course, they must be given enough time to try and solve the issue. Usually, an agency will solve the issue or move the student, if necessary, within 24 hours. 
That completes our discussion of host families. To summarise, they're the cheapest means of accommodation for your students in Edinburgh. They offer the area of greatest cultural experience, but they're also the area with the greatest potential for problems. We have found that if there is a secret to making it work best, it will be to set your students' expectations beforehand and to discuss many of the things I've mentioned with your students before leaving your home country. So let's now discuss the option of you and your students staying in a youth hostel for the whole week. Firstly, this will be more expensive than staying in host families, and the only meal that will be included as standard is breakfast. Dinner would be an optional extra, although there tend to be limited menu options. There are a number of youth hostels in Edinburgh. Some are situated in cheaper and frankly less salubrious areas of Edinburgh. The one that we use is within a 15 to 20 minute walk of Edinburgh city centre. It's brand new and is very popular. Because it's very popular, it can get booked very early, as much as a year in advance. And we have to pay non-refundable deposits in order to secure bookings. If your group of students was younger, say 14 or 15 years old, then having them all stay in one place in a hostel might be best for you. If your group stays in a hostel, then all your students will be in one place. This makes it easier for you to control and look after your students. And in the event of a late night arrival or an early morning departure, it can make transportation much easier. Your whole group will get on a coach together to go from or to the airport instead of having to rely on taxis. The disadvantages of staying in a hostel, of course, are that you as the teachers have responsibility for your students whilst in the hostel and you don't get a break. Of course, the students will speak to each other much more and they will speak their own language more than they will speak English. And of course, it's not as much of a cultural experience for your students. To summarise, we would say that hostels are possibly best for groups of younger students and they might also be the best option for a one-night stay. If you have a late-night arrival or an early morning departure, this can make things much easier. We can also arrange for a Celts week to take place outside of Edinburgh. The option exists for your whole group to stay in a large private country house on the edge of the Highlands, all set in its own large, wonderful grounds. We can arrange for the Celts lessons to take place there. We can arrange for half-day or full-day coach excursions away from the country house. This could be to local towns, tourist attractions, or possibly to Edinburgh or Glasgow for the day. This option might particularly appeal to our Italian listeners as the country house is owned and managed by Italians and they serve Italian meals. It would, of course, be a delightful option for any group to stay there. This would, however, be an expensive option as everyone, including the Celts teachers, 
would stay in the country house. You would need to pay for all your meals and pay for the coach excursions on top of this. Nonetheless, you would get a private group experience in a secure, friendly environment that everyone would love. I'll put one or two pictures on a forthcoming blog on our website to give you an idea of what it's like. If you wanted to see more of the country without any Celts lessons, we could arrange a guided coach tour around the Highlands with your group staying in hostels. Contact us for further details. If you found that useful and wish to hear more, be sure to subscribe to our Celts Language Weeks podcast on Apple's podcast app, iTunes, or whichever method you use to listen to podcasts. In our next episode, I'll be talking about food, what your students might eat when staying at host families, and what Scottish specialities they might find when you come to do a Celts Language Week in Edinburgh or elsewhere in Scotland. Well, that's us for now. If you want to learn more, head over to coolscott-tours.com and take a read of our blog. Or follow our Instagram account at coolscott.tours where we look forward to helping you discover Scotland's warmth. Until next time, as the Scots say, Lang may your lam reek.